it is nine o'clock on a Thursday, which only means one thing. It's UK Cowboys time. Unfortunately for you lot, Mike is not in the hot seat tonight. He's trusted me for some strange reason, but fear not. We have our two Prides of Scotland, Lorne and Paul, and our good friend from across the pond. From across the pond, we've got Nick's. How are you all doing, guys? No bad. Yeah, no bad. Put put the put the loss at the weekend behind us and looking forward. Yeah, next game. Yeah, um, we've done the seven stages of grief. Time to move on. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> we are, we we are confident for this week. Are we going to leave that for a little bit later in the show? Yeah. Before you mention anything, Jamie, can we actually now can I actually say welcome to the humble pie club to the Philadelphia Eagles. Because yeah, because yeah, we failed to mention that on Tuesday. Because uh, yeah, it's like I told you you were right to be, but uh, man, and let's <sighs> let's hope Jeff Saturday repeats his hundred percent re- coaching record and um, knocks them off again this weekend as well. Mm. Interesting times. Yeah, I was saying that I think I think we have to look back through his old tweets, are we? Because the that one that one resurfaced to get him taking the mick out of the Raiders and they went and got stick one on them. So I think we need to do some scouting this week. Possibly, yeah. Uh... Fair. Very fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and welcome to everybody that's watching at home. I know we've just seen one pop up. Dad's um, gone his party team. Labarsky. <laughs> oh, Labarsky. As I say, yeah. As as yeah, the parents are the way, so the kids are um, the gay. <laughs> so this could go way off. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, it, dep- <laughs> it depends on what context you're going to swing this about, Jamie. We don't want to know. <laughs> oh, you come on, you know me. I, it's plain and simple. Yeah, I'll I'll just sit here and let you guys talk and just listen to you lot. If you, I mean, if just, you uh, think it's bad I'm now, wait until the guests that we've got. Oh, yeah. Wait until the guests that Jamie's yeah. lined up for in December as well. That'll be. Oh, it's got to be freaking phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though, I, I, all, I, think, I think we're all going to have a shave and wear a suit. <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, okay, think, yeah. Before, right. Uh, before we go way off, should we, should we, should we jump straight to news, Paul? <laughs> yeah, let's do the latest news. Let's do it. Do it. I hate to do these things. So I think the first thing probably best to cover is the injury reports out. Um, D-Law and Quinto Bahana both didn't participate today, um, which heading towards the end of the week is not what you really want to hear. But I'm thinking, looking at the last couple of days, that D-Law... Could could be effective to play. I think it depends on how how he goes today, tomorrow, and obviously today he's not. Um, does either of those probably a stupid question in terms of dealer, but as a whole, does that worry any of you guys? I didn't into what's a tough game this weekend. I think I'm the not... uh, Tech McKinley signing makes a lot more sense now. Mm, yeah, you know yep. because now you don't know what you're going to get here. Both feet, knee, and even himself thinks he might have a fracture where he had surgery before. So they're kind of managing his load to keep him fresh to come out here and play on Sundays. But yeah, at that point they knew this coming into it. 
and that's a lot more clarity into the Tech McKinley signing. Obviously, we kind of knew right. He was a he was a DQ guy in Atlanta. You know, he spent some time on a couple of different practice squads, most recently the Rams since his departure from Atlanta. And you're like, okay, well, and the guy the DQ knows, you know, we have a lot of obviously we have a log jam at defensive end to a certain extent, but now hearing the the D law news to me, I'm like, oh, that was the light bulb. Like, ah, aha, this yep. is why. Yeah, I think I think Bahana's just been added today because of an illness. Now Ferguson had an illness last week and was able to play in the Green Bay game. Who knows if Bahana gets back? But you know, if it, if it's just a simple case of food poisoning or something like that, then you know, should be should be good to go. Top up on the electrolytes, get an IV or whatever, and you're you're ready and ready to go. That part. Uh, as, as, as Nick's alluded to there, the Cowboys signed Edge Rusher, Tap McKinley this week, former first rounder, um, well known in the DQ system. And the Cowboys also added Antonio Callaway, wide receiver, most recently with the practice squad of, of the Chiefs. And the last time he caught a pass was with the Browns in, in 2019. Um, does that excite you guys? I just think it's just another arm, um, sorry, another, another body. I think it's going to be an odd body, but I do generally quite like Antonio Kelly. I thought when you mean you did play for the Browns, I mean, you got to see him quite a lot during the whole um, Hard Knocks series uh, a couple of years back, where you get to get to know him as a player in that. And I generally quite liked him. Like, so if he can, if we can actually, if if we can try and get the best out of him, then cool, whatever. But again, I think it just kind of breaks down to just adding an extra body in, really. Don't yeah. know about you guys. Yeah, I, th- I think until, you know, it doesn't preclude us from signing somebody like OBJ if, if required. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, again, it's you're not getting anything out of Tolbert at the moment. Washington, you know, is up in the air as to when they're going to start his 21-day window. Um, you know, so Callaway is somebody that you can call up on game day. And, you know, once he knows the system, call him up and you can play him see how he goes, you know, in his rookie year, he did have a couple of games where he went off and you thought, oh, this is the next the next guy to hit the league. And then, you know, he, he had equally had games where he did nothing, you know. So um, it's, you know, is it, is it, if it comes, if it comes, it's great. If not, you've not really, sp- you've not spent anything and he's on the practice squad. So... I mean, I'll tell you, uh, my guy Spoonie said he's the third best wide receiver on this roster right now. I said, dear God. <laughs> Jeez. That's a bold statement. Well, and then, but, but then you start looking wow. at it. I mean, Tolbert, Brown, Fioko on the IR, uh, Dennis Houston. Uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, I, suppose, I, I can see where he's coming from. I mean, I, I still would say Brown's probably still wide receiver number three, but he's not right. playing. He's not playing that we expected of him when he played with Cooper Rush, mm-hmm. and I think that's just down to the the connection between what Cooper and Brown had yeah. as second stringers. They had a lot more time together compared to Brown getting passed by Dag and stuff like that. So I don't know if that may be something to do with it as well, but who knows? But you know, here's the other thing too that people don't talk about is. Whenever Brown was playing with with Rush, he was actually running in the number two slot, not Gallup. And maybe that's something they need to take a look at because he was able to produce and do things 
uh, as the number two, unlike Gallo, the injury and how he's kind of battling back from that and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, it's just at, at this point, I think we, I've talked about it ad nauseum throughout the whole process once uh, Cooper was moved on. You just don't have adequate NFL depth when it comes to the wide receiver position. They tried to do some of the trade deadline. It didn't happen. Okay, they had a Callaway. Cool. You know, he's another Jag, right? Just another guy. Yeah. And look, and look even with the Odell stuff, I mean, 30-year-old, two ACLs. We're seeing what Gallup's kind of going through, battling back from his ACL. What is that going to mean to you or on the field if he do, if you do get him landed here and what goes on? So, yeah, man, this this wide receiver core, man, man. But hey, they had the body, you know. Hope for the best. I, I, I'll say I'll say this though. I don't think it really matters who we do bring in. I think it's more down to her work, what the plays have been set out, and that's me making my bold statement here. Because we saw that in that fourth quarter. I know we're not talk, trying to talk about the previous game and that, but it has to be said. It's like, if you're given, like, doesn't matter who you put in there, you could probably put in a good roster with a bunch of nobodies, essentially, given in the right coaching, the right setup or whatever and that. And we didn't do that against Green Bay. So I think even if it was OBJ, even if it's Callaway, I'm sure given the right player situation, they can be quite effective and be utilized in the right way. But in terms of what Kelly Moore is doing as of recently, he's not doing that. So I, it's more down to what we're doing in terms of the play call. And I think more than anything, it's the problem right now. I think I think on both sides of the ball as well. I mean, uh, I you know, we were talking on Tuesday night. Sorry, Jamie. No, sorry, go on. No, I think I've, I've had a bit of a lag there. Sorry, long gone. <laughs> no, no, go for it. Go for it. Jay, Jamie and this £1 internet connection. No, no, I was just, we're going to smoke and I thought you guys would. I can't hear him. <laughs> you can't hear him. I see like two other, two every other frames. To every other frames as he's moving. <laughs> I, I know, I know. So for uh, Spotify listeners, Jamie is probably still having internet issues and stuff. He's a little bit laggy right now, so we do apologize if there's a wee bit of delays. But um, Lauren, do you want to kind of kind of go on what you were kind of saying there? Yeah, I think I think on both sides of the ball at the moment, the the play calling is either questionable or we've just not got the guys that are that you know the guys aren't. Um, communicating well within the schemes, um, you know, and there's issues with that. So, um, and the one thing again I noticed in this last game is that Dak was back to sort of doing a hell of a lot of checkouts of and audibles at the line. So, you know, while we're, while we're criticizing, um, while we're criticizing Kellen Moore, I mean, it could quite easily be that Dak's making the changes on the on the line as well so um you know we're not we're not gifted with knowing actually what Kellen Moore is calling each play um but yeah the, there's there's been some sort of disconnect in the last week or so yeah I mean uh while we're while Jamie's kind of sorting out his connection problems just now I, I just think we're going into this game right now. We just need to make sure we just kind of, well, I don't, it's easy, it's, it's easy for us as fans to say it. Try and keep it simple. Try try and make it a fair distribution out to running the run game and passing game because throughout that whole fourth quarter, it was so pass heavy when we didn't have to be. 
and that's what I find that's what really did cost us the game. So um, next, I don't know what, what what was your general thoughts like like going into this game against the Vikings. How would you see what our keys to win in terms of the the play calling would be? You know, I, and and I've said earlier this week, this is the most pivotal game for the Cowboys this season, bar none, because what they said from from the mothership and how they built this thing and how they've talked is, we'll get about two scores and teams won't be able to run the ball on us anymore. That's what they said. That's how they built this thing. And, yeah, we've given up yards to teams and things happen and whatnot. But the scenario finally happened. You're up by two scores in the fourth quarter. You're 195-0 and 0 all time with that with that kind of setup. And you're like, okay, Aaron, now you got to throw the ball. We're going to come get you. And the Packers are like, no, actually we don't because y'all can't stop this run. And we're going to keep doing it and, and running that rock on you. And that kind of shatters the identity a little bit of what they thought this thing could be and how they wanted to do it going up. And now you're heading to a team that's eight and one. But I want to kind of pull back for a second off of what you're talking about. This and the fourth of the play call and everything else. It just kind of grand scope this thing. Mm-hmm. Can I say a cuss word? Is that okay? Yeah, we'll lay off of this one. Just one. <laughs> It's the same shit, guys. Oh, yeah. Ten years. Yeah, ten, ten, <laughs> ten years. Ten years. It's just the same shit. It, it just look, the coaches have changed. Quarterbacks have changed. We 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 had these same conversations when Romo was here. Yep. Yeah. It, it, it's just the same. And, and the and the biggest thing to me was go back to the Niners game in the playoffs. Can stop. I mean, I mean, it it hasn't changed. That's why to me, I think this team is cooked, man. I, you know, I was like, well, is it the personnel? Is it the scheme? Is it, I mean, I just think the team's cooked, man. I, that's here's that's the, where I'm at. They got to show it to me. And look, when's the last time the Cowboys went on back to back weeks and be an eight and one team and a seven and two team? Oh, good question. Was that no back in 2013? Maybe. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. back then. Because that, yeah. that was the season where oh, and that's within four days too, by the way, not even a full week. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like if, if I can recall, I think it was the same season where the Cowboys fan smashed his television because we were lost to the Redskins. Do you remember that <laughs> that, that that whole video went viral? <laughs> they smashed up his whole lemon. Like oh. he talked about screaming about Jason Garrett. I think it was that year that was when we were. I think we were undefeated at that point, like seven and zero or something like that. Um. But just a wee follow-up question to what you were kind of saying there. Like, out of those 10 years, would you say we have a team capable of winning Super Bowls? Like, if I can recall, I would say nearly, I would say 65% of those years easily. Like, if you if you look at the squad that they had and the capabilities of these players could be, yeah, we could have been. I think they've had opportunities, but they didn't they didn't sure up what they needed to, right? If you go back, like, for instance, like 2014, and with this offense yeah. in, in Murray, but you knew the defense just wasn't there. They didn't do enough. That was the biggest. I think yeah. that was the, the – that was, that was the, if you were to yeah. have, well, maybe not our defense last week, but right. over, overall our defense right now, that would have been uh, – Yeah, that would have been <laughs> el, el perfecto. Yeah, and and you know, 2016 kind of the same, kind of the same thing a little bit. You just need a little bit more defense, you know. So I mean, they've had they put look, they put rosters together, but it's just simply what we talked about during the preseason. And everything else, we knew linebacker was a little skinny, and we knew that wide receiver was not where it needed to be. 
and now here you are nine games into the season. And the thing that really bothered me with the tape, obviously miscommunication from the wide receivers, but you know on the other side that doesn't get talked about because of this defense and how they've helped us out this year, there was miscommunication with the defensive line where you had like a defense tackle hitting a stunt, but the end wasn't stunning. And I'm like, oh, that's a problem. And then at times with the scheme, I mean, there's literally two offensive linemen. There's nobody over them, and they're going to go get Micah Parsons at the at the Mike linebacker position. And what are you going to do about it? Because you don't have anybody there. Because one guy, you know, pivoted out; the other guy didn't pivot anywhere. And here it is. So there, there's some, there was some dead, and that's kind of frustrating for me. Just, I mean, things will happen from time to time, but boy, when it happens for us, it's always a, a conglomerate of things that are happening, and you have yeah. different situations from the wide receiver. And look, that's happened throughout Killer Moore's time here with miscommunications and wrong routes or different things happening. But it was very frustrating to see the defensive line have some of those same issues this yeah. week as well, too. Yeah. But, uh, Jamie, before we move on, mate, I, I want to just give a wee shout-out to people who's just kind of commented so far. Ooh. So uh, Mendoza's in the house. Uh, Miller, Miller Corbett's in the house. Good old Sid. Welcome back, Sid. It's good to see you start creating content again. And obviously, big Labaskis, obviously. Uh, try take the mickey tonight telling him he's got a grass on jamie <laughs> <laughs> so thanks guys thanks for swinging by and we appreciate you all so J- uh, jamie do you want to kind of start dissecting our offense then uh we'll move on to that yeah go on then smash it through paul all right so yeah it's like Paul said, let's, um, the best way to kick this off is let's get into the offence. But before I think before we do, actually, yeah, he's, um, last, the last couple of days he's broken, he's broken out. Um, the Cowboys this week, so for all you Game Pass users this side of the pond, you're going to be frustrated this week because the Cowboys are the 9.25 game for us. So, sadly... Blackouts on on NHL, NHL, NFL Game Pass. So, yeah, stick with us on um, Facebook, Twitter, because we'll be providing updates as we always do. So, before we get out of the way, before we go, um, yeah, so we can see them. Yes, so back in the States, so I believe that will be 3.25 Central Time, is that correct? Correct, Amanda, yep. yes, sir. Yeah, that'll be a decent week kickoff time, actually, to be fair. Like, you can still tailgate and you can still party afterwards, pretty much after the game. So, I like the, mid- I like the mid-time games. I think it's probably better, to be fair. <laughs> but uh, I, think, I think the Cowboys are used to that. You know, they're not used to the 12 o'clock kickoffs. And, you know, I think, obviously, you've, you've seen the, the couple of 12 o'clock games that we've had this year that, you know, we started off really slow in all of those games. So... Uh, the nine, the nine twenty-five or three twenty-five central time. You know that seems to work out well for us. So, um, yeah. So heading into this game, then. So we, I mean, it was a bit stop-start last week, wasn't it? I think we all agree there. There were, there were flash points. There were power points. This Minnesota team's not a scrub team. They're they're eight and one. They've, I mean, they've got talent all over the offense. And you can even argue that it's all about defense as well. But in terms of our offense, where do you guys see this game being won or lost for the Cowboys? I think it's going to be very difficult for us to get the win, to be perfectly honest. Um, after seeing how they played and came out from the ashes against the Buffalo Bills, I think that shows a testament what type of team they are. Um, yeah. 
sadly, like even if like because I'm seeing on their uh, well, well, in terms of their defense, Dalvin Tomlinson, he's questionable right now, um, and cornerback Cameron Danzer Senior, I believe mm-hmm. I try as he's he's on injury reserve. So, um, that's I mean, they've got other guys in that that squad uh, that can really cause our offense some problems and stuff like that. So. I'm expecting to be a really tough test against this team. Um, I mean, they're not like obviously like, offensively. Vikings would go into their offense in the defensive segment, but um, I think it's going to be. I think it's just going to be one of our toughest games. And I thought I would never say that in comparison to last year's game where we fought, like where we beat them with Cooper Rush. Is I think it's going to be a completely different game this year. Yeah, different coach, obviously, and you kind of look at the Rams, and their former offensive coordinator, and you kind yeah. of look at some of the things that are going with the Rams offense this year, and you kind of look at what the offense is looking like in Minnesota. Uh, the, the juice might have left the building over there in L.A. is over there in Minnesota now. And um, so those those are definitely some interesting points. They're looking at this coach and what he's bringing to the table. You know, the one thing that I find interesting is they're 8-1, but they haven't won a game by more than seven points. That's all in one games. So yeah. even as good as they are playing, the one side here is for our offenses. There will be some opportunities. Kirk, because we'll still talk – well, I know we're not talking about our defense, but on our offense, you can you can run the ball on them some, but you got to stay committed to it. You know, Zeke coming back, if you do get up by them points, maybe you run the ball a little bit more in the fourth quarter. I just don't think the Cowboys trust Malik Davis enough there in the fourth quarter. So if you're able to get yourself in that same situation with Zeke looking like he's going to play this week, that helps – um, in that moment, I just think the Cowboys have to do what they do best and what this personnel is. And I think this is what good coaches do and offensive coordinators do. You have to play to your strengths. And if you go back to the Bears game prior to the bye week, what was it? It was all the 12 and 13 personnel. It's about Schultz. It's about Ferguson. It's about yeah. Henderson. It was doing those things. And we went to the bye week and went up to Green Bay in the cold weather game and said, nah, we're good on that. I mean, Sean McKean was at a ton of play action uh, passes and stuff. I'm like, why? Why is it McKean? What are we doing here? So I think. Realistically, you just have to bind who you are and who you are as a running team. You don't have the adequate wide receiver weapons on the outside, and you need to lean on your strongest receivers as a collective group, and that's your tight ends. And that's where, to me, Kellen Moore has to design this thing up and get back into it uh, with these tight ends and get this offense adjusted to get on the road and try to go get a big win. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, because when we were dissecting the, the pregame for the Packers, because they were running like a 3-4 defense, and whenever one of those linebackers move down to the line of scrimmage, that leaves a door open, and that's perfect. And it's normally your your Mike linebacker normally who comes in to fill in the gap, the A gap or B gap, depending on where the nose tackle goes, and that just leaves a perfect pass for likes of the tight end to move right down the middle. So, and we didn't see that at all. So, I just, I mean. I can't recall what the Vikings defensive front is. Are they running a fourth front, four three? Yeah, yeah, they're in the they're in the four three. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. See, I just don't know how we're gonna utilize. Like, it'll be. I would say a more tougher job to utilize the tight ends in the forefront because they obviously they only need to kind of seal the edge with whatever defensive lineman is. Um. Prior to that, obviously, there's more guys in the line of scrimmage than that. But uh, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm actually trying to speechless, kind of think how we're going to win this game. I'm really struggling to think how we are going to win. 
Well, it, 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 here, I'll tell you why, because it's, it's the prototypical thing the Cowboys will do. Drop a game they're not supposed to, and then go win a game they're not supposed to win. Well, well, we've did, seen did it time and time again with their ass. Well, <laughs> that, exactly did that last year with Minnesota, to be fair. like Because yeah. we actually had no faith at all when Cooper Rush going to Minnesota and beat them, like, convincingly, pretty much. Like, what was the score last time? It was 18-15. Well, we still won the game, but... Um, no, sorry, 20 to 16. 2016, oh, back in Oct- October last year. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, I'm about I'm just I'm just if it's just one of those scenarios we just pl- we play amazing against Minnesota. I'm uh, why why can't we do that last week? Again, it just goes to show is the level of inconsistency with it comes to our offense. Well, right. In and you look at the Packers defense and their secondary was strong, but their run defense wasn't very good. And Rashad Gary was out for the year, one of their defense yeah. ends. And yep. and Keller Moore came in there and said, "Nah, let's 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 go after there." Man, Jerry Alexander was everywhere, and that's just the thing for me. Is look, what is this team is you know, and, and attack him that in that way. And I know he wants to be very fluid in that, and whether it's eleven personnel and different things like that, they want to be very fluid within those things. But at a certain point, and you go back to it, which is a good point here about the Cooper Rush playbook. That's just your identity and who you are because of the personnel that you have. It's just what it is. And that within that playbook is going to give you better production from the quarterback position, but that's what you have to play because you're limited. Excuse me, you're limited at the wide receiver position. You just are. I don't care. I mean, <laughs> I, I know they're trying to go get a guy like Brandon Cooks to the trade deadline. Sure, they signed Callaway over here to what you call it. Maybe they add OBJ, but we don't know. We don't know how he's going to be coming back from ACL. We're seeing Gallup struggle with the ACL right now. Obviously, Tobert puts you behind the eight ball because you drive, you drafted him the third round. It hasn't panned out for you. Obviously, the James Washington injury is taking much longer than anticipated. So you have to look at your team and understand this is what we have healthy and this is what we can do good at. Even during the, with more men on the offensive line or on the defensive line there, Paul, against Minnesota. But what they can do is you can put a hitter shot in the slot. You don't have yeah. to have your traditional both of them buttered up on yep. the line, doing yeah. different things. Yeah. Be a little creative and figure it out within there. And use these guys. In this, yeah, uh, and, you would, and, and you would think with the creative mind of Kelly Moore, he would do that, right? Like, but here we are. Because, <laughs> because yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> Look at us. I know. I know. It feels like Pandora's box, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, but but in, in, in any situation, when you look at Atlanta, look how they utilize Kyle Pitts. They do use him as like a wide receiver as well. So rather than just a tight end, and he really is more or less a jacked up version of Megatron playing tight end really right so yeah um but if we can start just ha- like like you're saying there next just kind of utilize our, t- our strong points with the tight ends i think we that can just open so many more factors where it comes to get, like moving the ball up the, up to the line of scrimmage uh, sorry up to the end zone sorry yeah and i mean one of the things that you know we've done quite well in the last couple of weeks is bringing all the multiple tight ends on and you can you know, it forces the defense to think, oh, God, they're going for a heavy set, and you bring on on your your run stoppers or whatever, and then obviously we then line them up out wide or whatever, and you create mismatches that way. Um, but what what we really need is Kellen Moore's offense from the second and third quarter last week. Forget about first and first and fourth quarters. You know, we were doing things that were working. You know, the the play where it, you know CD Lamb suddenly took the took the ball from center um, from shotgun, handed off to Dak, and then Dak flips it to 
a can oh. remember who it was Pollard oh. coming yeah. from coming from wing back. You know, if, things like that, that's working. But it's then when you go, you know, you have you dissipate away from the run and you you start passing the ball unexplainedly in the fourth quarter. Um, now, look, looking at the the way the defense is, Minnesota's defense is is a little bit weak on the on the passing game. So, I mean, they're twenty fourth in the league for giving up passing yards. Right. Um, you know, so again. That would suggest use the mismatches, try and get something going with your tight ends. Um, you know, just put them in a position again. If you can get, if you can get them setting up for the uh, stopping the rush, and then obviously make it look like that, and then s- swing them out and use the triple tight end sets or whatever. Um, create the mismatches that way. You should be able to pass on them quite well. Even even the running game, you know. They're they're sort of middle of the league. They're about twelfth, I think, for run defense. So um, uh, it is. I'll, I'll just double check that with you. So their run defense uh, for the run for the rush is sixteenth. Sixteenth, right? Okay, so and, again, and, and, middle and, of the pack. So and pass is twenty nine. Mm. Yeah. So, but so, but oh, but here's the thing. Overall, like their defense is actually around twenty. According to ESPN. They're 29th. Oh, hey, breaking news. Oh, breaking Ooh. news here. We, you know, about all the snow that was going on there in the Browns Bills game? Mm-hmm. Yes. They moved the game. Wow. The, uh, yeah, wow. the, the Buffalo's uh, home game against the Detroit Lions on Sunday uh, to Detroit, excuse me. I'm sorry, the Browns and Bills games getting moved to Detroit. Oh, so this is no longer our home game. Wow. Right. Wow. It'll be a neutral site. It'll be a, it'll, it'll be a neutral site game. There's really bad snow in there. I think even the uh, we were talking off air that the Cowboys game now in Minnesota predicted minus 13 degrees, um, which for two fellow UK fans that are out there in in Davis and, and Mike Ball, I think probably um, the thermals because that's going to be it's going to be a cold, cold night for everybody, even though it is an indoor stadium. Um, but I think swiftly before we move on to the Cowboys defense, talk to me about the run game, guys. Zeke, as they've said, if 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 he's fit and healthy, he's going to be playing. What do you do? Do you lean on him a lot more, or do you, do you um, you go with Tony Pollard because he's been in the last few weeks? I think we need Ezekiel Elliott more than ever to to really put down the battering ram to kind of open the doors yep. for Tony Pollard because there's no way like the Vikings defensive front are very physical and you need a guy like Zeke to kind of wear them down a bit. That kind of opens the door for like so Tony Pollard when you bring him into the set or whatever the, uh, the drive is. So um, I think we do definitely need them. But at the same time, I don't see why we don't utilize a lot more of Malik Davis as well. Like just kind of like just keep that keep their um keep the options open for that example because he like for for what he did last week, I thought he did really exceptional very well, and what was it like five reps and he, what was it five reps he only had and he like scored like yep. 50, yep. 50, 50, 53 yards in total or something like that. I mean that's actually quite a decent shift for a small part he did. So I wouldn't mind seeing more of that if that's why he's contributing to the team. So. And I thought he was quite strong in pass defense as well. Yeah, he was, yeah. He, his, you his, know, pass, which, his pass protection, I thought he was actually pretty decent as well. 
I mean, he, he, even on some some of the plays, he was only just you know standing there and getting bullied. To mm. but you know that that is blocking. You're you're yeah. making the guy f- go through you to get to the quarterback. That's that, that's something that um, you, you know. I, I, yeah, we haven't a, seen that with Pollard. So yeah, for a running back, if you can slow down a defensive lineman or a linebacker for that extra one second, then you're doing your job right. Yep, but I mean, I I, I think um, you know last I, again, hate to harp on about last weekend, but I think we missed Zeke in that fourth quarter. I think we would have we would have salted that game away if if we'd had Zeke as a running back. So yeah, yeah I g- completely agree with Paul. We need Zeke there to to bully his way through the line, um, get get the short yardage. And again, just make Pollard that... The, the one thing as well, I mean, after the Chicago game where Pollard obviously hit the ground running, he came off after that 54-yard uh, uh, TD run and apparently said to Skip Pete that, you know, that was him done for the day. You know, he, he didn't have anything left in the tank. Now, that's... And you know he didn't have many more carries last week, so you know he he does have a limit where of, of how many plays he can actually carry the ball. So the more running backs that you have in your stable, um, you know the better your ground game's going to be. And as we've been saying, you know, yeah, it's been great the last couple of weeks. You've seen Pollard, you know, striking out, having hundred yard rushing games, but. You know, there's obviously something there that's you know we've needed to rely on somebody else to carry the carry the ball, and if you don't have that, then you know that's when the stupid plays come in as well. So um, let's get Zeke back on the field as quickly as possible. I think. Just before you move on, we move on to the defense, Jamie. Sorry, I'm kind of hijacking this because I was just I'm just looking at this article from ESPN. It's the kind of like. Uh, pre-game kind of article going through the whole stats and history and stuff like that. It just says here, the Vikings defense overall ranked 29th. The rush defense 16th, pass defense 29th. Like, they didn't really... I mean, if it... Well, in fairness, kind of when you're looking at the Buffalo Bills game, the most of the work was all done by stopping the run and that goal line. That was the main power unit from that Buffalo Bills and Vikings game, I thought. Because that was just sheer craziness what happened. Like... But um, I don't know about you guys, but do you think there may be a possibility we might actually go full tilt and absolutely destroy the Vikings in the passing game, perhaps? Yeah, I mean, they're going to start. They'll be starting a rookie corner. I mean, we know that. But again, yeah. it just go, it just goes back to can Michael Gallup take advantage of it? And, and that's, you know, the conundrum of us is when we're going against a team like this that, you know, is down bad with the passing defense. You have CeeDee Lamb and a bunch of possibles. <laughs> I mean, you, you just yeah. don't know where it's going to be at with the other wide receivers. You know, it'd just be – I mean, forget the Cooper thing. Just how critical even just getting Cedric Wilson out of here and not having him here on this team now and what that means. So, <clears throat> yeah, um, opportunities there. Sure. Are, 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 is our wide receiver core able to get it done, though, is the question. I think they can get it done. It just depends what the play is. I think that's the question. Like, I think it's all down to what Kellen Moore sets out. This is the play we're going to run here. I want you guys to execute it. If it's a really simple route, whatever, I think it'd be a lot more simple. But I think the more they complicate it, that's, that's when we'd really get our heads the head stuck in the ground pretty much. Yeah, get 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 rid of the plays where, you know, the, there's options that 
happen on the plays. I mean, right. as we discussed on Tuesday night, the, the the second interception, that was purely difference between what Dak saw and what C.D. Lamb saw. And, yeah. you know, C.D. Lamb should have adjusted, or one of them should have adjusted for what what the, the Packers actually gave us. Um, and it's exactly the same as happened in the Bears game. So, yeah. you know, that's something... <laughs> They're not on. They're not on the same page. Whether it's the fact that Dak's been out four weeks or not, and this is only what third game back. Um, but the the easier you make it, so that again, if if guys don't have to think about things, they only have to get to a certain position, run run a specific route or whatever. Then that makes it easy, and they don't have to think about it. They just have to go out and there there and execute. And that's that's what we need. Yeah, that just kind of leads up to the one of the comments Labarsky put up. He's uh, his create talking about Kelly Moore. Obviously, his creativity is the problem. The offense should be simple, and also with that, he's like we can win this game with the Cooper Rush playbook, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. What do you think uh, about it? So we we, we Kelly Moore and um, some guys like say we we kind of never that in between is. Tell him more, really. It's either really bad or really good. Um, do, you think, do you think he's a little bit out of his depth, guys? Do you think it's just maybe Man of is overruling some of the falling? Um, I, I honestly can't put my finger around it, Jamie, because there's, one, there's, there's weeks where we're praising him to the high heavens, then there's weeks we want him at, we want him gone, we want him fired. It's just just inconsistency. Is this just the problem? If, if we can get him just playing the more simplicity way and being consistent and I'm sure we'll be more in a more happier state about this. It's just that I'm just more angry at the fact that we're just not consistent enough more than anything. Yeah. What do you reckon, Nick? The sigh said it all, ladies and gentlemen. It, uh, yeah, it's it, as the star turns, man, it's just, what it's been for Ten over a years. decade. Yeah, yep. it's, it's just what it is, man. So I think the biggest thing for me just in general looking at this, and not to go all the way back to the Packers game or whatnot, just moving forward and what's going on with more, it's like the team had opportunity to say, hey, no, we actually are different this year. I think they did some things that showed you, oh, this defense is better. Oh, we lost some key guys, but we're playing and we're getting wins. We're better. Right, you go out here and you early on you take care of the Bengals who were in the Super Bowl last year. You beat the Rams that were in the Super Bowl last year. Hey, we're a different team now, and you went up there against a three and six team that just lost to Detroit, and this is what you did. And it's like, oh, well, actually, it's same old Cowboys, and it's just frustrating in, in, in those moments. So, yeah, I mean, it's just like last year. If Kellen's in the bag, then you feel pretty good about what this team can do and how they can get you know, uh, a W and then when it's a little wonky and it's not all on time and then it gets back into, well, it's going to be a long day boys. And you know, that's just kind of what it is. Speaking about a long day. Um, I don't know if you guys Mar saw this news headline that Nodoma can surge just signed for the Eagles. Yeah. He's not yeah, Eagles. yeah. Sorry to break it to you. Dude. Uh, go along. See if you can, um, Inject some enthusiasm before we head on to the defense and probably ruin everybody's night. <laughs> I, I just think, I mean, 
you know, we're criti- we're criticizing Kellen Moore. Obviously, you know, if if the plays worked, you know, if the execution was great of the plays, then you know, we might be we might be thinking this is completely different. I mean, it's the, there's there's something. Is it the play calling? Is it the execution? Um, there's only so much that you can do, and yeah, these guys should these guys should know what the plays are because obviously you should be going and. Kellamur, you should have basically a list of forty plays or so for the whole game that you're you're relying on from your playbook of however many plays. It's not like suddenly Kellen Moore does go into the bottom of the bag and say, right, we haven't practiced this since training camp. Let's let's call this play. It you know, these are plays that they've been running through the week. They should be sharp on them. They're not. Now, is that Killer Moore calling the pl- the wrong play at the wrong time, or is that the bad execution? And that's, you know, it, that's that's the thing that we're not in. We're not inside the huddle, knowing what's going on. We're not. We're not seeing all this. I think on on our day we can beat people. You know, we can beat people, and this this could be a wake up call. Like um, I don't know. You go back to the nineteen ninety two teams. And you know there was a there was a game against the the Eagles on a Monday night, and we we got absolutely shut out by them. And then you know that was it. We 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 steamrolled the rest of the season. Um, so I don't I don't think it's quite doom and gloom, but you know like like on our day we we can compete with them. Well, and. and to- <laughs> Yeah, Just, and I was, gonna, uh, I was gonna say like don't even. I mean, and the, no, I'm not going. I'm not going super bad on Kellen. It's just kind of whatever's happened throughout the. You, yeah, you're up fourteen in the fourth yep. quarter. It's on Dan Quinn in the defense. Fourth and seven, and you just give up the whole touchdown. Not even a first down. You give up a big yeah, touchdown. Yeah. You know, but you're up fourteen in the fourth quarter. You scored twenty eight up there in Lambeau. The offense did enough there. Yeah, you don't like the turnovers early, obviously, but in general, you did enough to win the game. And you know, and yep. you had Michael Parsons come out the day and say the next time you know Dan gives me. 14 point lead. I'll make sure we don't, you know, lose that game again. Like, oh, well, yeah. that's cool. Let's do much worse now, but appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the you're getting the message. Yeah. I mean, all in all, like, just from just if you exclude that fourth quarter alone, offensively, I thought we were actually okay. Mm-hmm. We were, we had that nice balance between passing the ball, running the ball, then whatever brain fart happened, it just decided to be pass, pass, pass. And never those situations like the front and four. We didn't. What was it? Four, was it third, third and six or something? The one that led up to the fourth down, where we had to pass the ball in overtime, pretty much, and it gave the Packers the ball, and they went up for the field goal. But we had two attempts to run the ball, pretty much, to gain that first down, and we didn't utilize it. So, uh <clears throat> but trying to pretty do we sometimes? Like I said, what's wrong with taking? What's, what's wrong with taking three points in overtime and and trusting the defense? You know what I mean, yeah, they. they, they it weren't great all game for the defense, but they only takes one play, don't it? Yeah, and you can, and I just kind of knew that you just here's the thing about like so I know we, we keep talking about bloody the Packers game. I know I do apologize, folks. I know it's the pregame, but when you're going up against Aaron Rodgers, you just don't know what to expect. You really just don't know. Exactly. But but what we so, do know, well, what we do know, what to expect though, Jamie, in terms of oh. our, uh, with the Vikings offense is Kirk Cousins. Yeah. So. Go on. Go on then, Paul. C- crack it on and we'll, we'll, we'll try and chew the foul miss. Yep, we'll do it. 
So then, guys, let's have a look at this. Let's break down how this defense is going to go. So just before we get into it, just let's look. Let's look at the stats of the Cowboys are facing. Kirk Cousins is averaging 262 yards a game. Dalvin Cook on the ground is averaging 81 yards a game. And Justin Jefferson is averaging 118 yards a game. So come on, tell us all. And you, um, how is the Cowboys' defense going to stop this free Get Well, the run defense is going to be the hardest part to try and crack. But to stop the passing game, get to Kirk Cousins as soon as possible. Rush the yeah. hell out of them. Because uh, right now, as, as, as you can see, like, um, their offensive t tackle, uh, Christian Darasaw, he's questionable for this game. So that kind of leaves a kind of weak spot in their offensive line. Um, I mean, what, what can you say? Like, we, we're, we're seeing, like, and even Justin Jefferson, he's questionable right now. Their star wide receiver, uh, according to ESPN, he's questionable as well. And Bicey Johnson, wide receiver, he's on injury reserve, uh, which was reported today. Um, so um, I think for us as a defense, we just need to make sure we just make Kirk Cousins feel really uncomfortable. But I think how they were a situation based on what our performance last week was, is stick to the run game a lot more heavier than the passing game, knowing that Jefferson might be out potentially in this game. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Jefferson as well, I mean, obviously he's been fairly quiet in the games that we've had against him in the last couple of years. Um, you know, whether that's Trayvon Diggs, um, last, certainly Trayvon Diggs last year kept him in check. I think he only had two catches for 21 yards last year or something like that. Um, so if you put Diggs on him, but then you've already, you've got feeling as well, um, the, the question mark there is who, who's covering him. Is Anthony Brown going to pass concussion protocol or are we going to have to risk it with boss man fat or even, I mean, Nation Wright was a healthy scratch last week. He was one of the inactives. Um, have you seen enough from uh, boss man fat that you're going to bring Nation Wright on? Um, see what he can do. Um I mean, that's the conundrum that you're in because basically the Cowboys swung and miss at cornerback in last year's draft at, in the second and third round with Joseph and Nation because that should give you adequate NFL depth there at the cornerback position considering, you know, the draft assets that you gave to go get these guys. And we watched as soon as Brown went out of the game, obviously got burnt and, and hurt himself with the concussion, went out, and it just wasn't good. And basically where they're at with Diggs is they don't let him go shadow Aaron Rodgers is like, cool. Well, we're just not going to put our guys wherever Diggs is and put them on the other side and just throw on against Brown and Bland, you know. Excuse me, not Brown, uh, Joseph and Bland, you know, former second-round pick and then a fifth-round rookie that you're dealing with right now. That's why the, the Jordan Lewis injury hurts a little bit more than it's really been talked about just because now you lose a Brown. Now you look at the depth and what you have here behind them with the two guys you drafted last year. One came and be active, and then, of course, Bland. And, look, I think Bland's done a great job up until this week but he's a fifth-round rookie. I mean, he's going to go through growing pains. That's okay. I mean, it's going to happen. So, yeah, man, it's uh, frustrating because now if you look, if, if they're not going to start letting Diggs travel a little bit here and trying to eliminate maybe their top threat, teams can just say, well, we just won't put insert our best wide receiver over there and put him on whoever, and then that can get a little scary for you. 
So it'll be interesting to see what kind of adjustments they make this week uh, within that. And, of course, on the Brown thing, he he sees the doctor tomorrow to see if he passes a concussion protocol. He actually said he had a concussion his rookie season. Feels right about the same. Says he feels good to go. He expects to get cleared. But tomorrow we'll find out for sure. If he gets cleared tomorrow, he will play Sunday. Yeah. You, you've just got to remember that the concussion protocol has been tightened up this year on the back of tour. Mm. So, you know, there's a lot more hoops to jump through. The the one thing I would say as well, obviously we're playing indoors, we're playing on AstroTurf this week, so you've not got the the field issues that I mean, Deron Bland generally has been good this season, but I think last week I think he was one of the players probably didn't heed Mike McCarthy's advice and on what cleats to wear, and you saw that he was slipping, um, making oh, cuts fall, yeah, and what have you. Yeah, so, huge fall during overtime. Yeah, for sure. Ugh. So he he sh- he should be stronger this week again in in pass protection, mm-hmm. um, and um, you know, it it it's just a concern about whether Anthony Brown's back on the field or not. But I mean, he, even so, I don't think Anthony Brown hasn't been having the great greatest of seasons. I mean, it, you know, you were coming out of camp thinking he was going to have four or five picks and a couple of pick sixes. And we haven't been seeing that this year. And he has been giving up passes. Um, but, uh, you know. You're not wrong. I, you know, his play from last year to this year hasn't been the same. I definitely agree with you, Lauren. But I think what we learned is the play from him to whoever's behind him is a steep drop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yep, is yep. kind of an issue. And I think the other side to this thing, too, very simply is, for the Cowboys to be willing to set the edge this week against Dalvin Cook? Because obviously I think Minnesota coming into this game is going to have to say – Let's go challenge their edges and see. You know, they were using a lot of bunch formations, some crackbacks and stuff that they were getting into, and our cornerbacks wasn't willing to come up to kind of help set the edge or anything. And look, man, the safeties that we talked very highly about, Curse didn't have a good game. I'm just going to be honest with y'all. Curse didn't really have a really good game this past week. I expect to see yeah. him have a bounce-back game. I think he's that kind of player. He's built differently. I think he comes back and plays better. But I think very early on, I do expect Minnesota to kind of try us on the edges and take a deep shot with the play action. I really do. I think they're going to look at exactly what happened with Green Bay and yeah. walk right into this thing and try okay. some of those things very early. In the script, in that first 15 to 20 play script, yeah. I think we're going to see that. Yeah, like, like fairly similar to what the Eagles did to us as well with Jalen Harris with the run play options as well. So I think there's uh, – there's, well, I don't think they really do much run play options, do they? A little bit, but not much. Uh, they do some. They do some, but not, but not a ton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll, it'll be very interesting to see what happens, for sure. I think. I think. Hopefully, the one thing that they've been doing in practice this week is tackling practice because last week the tackling was hell. Tackle fuel. You know, the oh, the yeah. the number of times guys were going in and yeah, they were lowering the shoulder and what have you, but they just weren't wrapping up. And against a guy like. Um, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, you, they, they'll just bounce off and get another four or five yards. If you do that with Dalvin Cook and Matheson, who are basically one in the same back, they're both exactly the same style. They're not a thunder and lightning like Pollard and Zeke. Um, you know, you are going to have trouble with, with those guys because they can easily bounce it off and then get out to the outside. So, um, you know, it the, the fundamentals of tackling should be, should be stressed in this week's practice. Um, and ho- hopefully we see an improvement there. Oh, uh, aside from Jefferson for, for them, 
um, feeling or Hawkinson, who, who would be the, the next guy that you would be worried about? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, I mean, obviously we didn't really talk much about Hawkinson. We were talking about this passing game, you know, in particular with, excuse me, Jefferson and these running backs. But, yeah, you can't go to sleep on Hawkinson for sure. Like, yeah. And what, and what he brings to the table as a tight end and, and what's going on there. But um, as you said, moving away from him and asking the question of who, I think it's Kirk Cousins. Uh, Paul, I think you kind of said it right. You got to go get him. You can't you can't let Kirk get comfortable. I think that's really what it boils down to. If you allow him to get comfortable and get into a rhythm, he'll slice you up. It will happen. And you have to think this coordinator in this system, and you look how the Goffs of the world, the Stabbers of the world have played within that system, this is now Kirk, who's played well before the system showed up, and now he gets this system to help aid him, which is a very quarterback-friendly system, and adding Hawkinson makes yeah. him even more dangerous. Now, the one thing about Kirk, he'll give you some candy. He will give you some candy now. But, but you got to make him uncomfortable, though, Paul. Exactly. You make him exactly. That's exactly what I was just about to say, because without pressure, Carson's, uh will just will just glide that ball to his right receiver's no problem. But when there was any ounce of pressure, there's the panic throw, you know, like rush, get, try and get the ball quickly out of his hands to try and make that big spectacular play. That's what he's renowned for. He's done it at Washington. He's done it for Minnesota for all these years now. We know what he's like. So if we can get Lisa Parsons to put pressure on, that just kind of opens up the doors for Lisa DeLon Brand, for Lisa uh, Trevon Diggs, Jalen Curse you name all the guys in the secondary to kind of pick up, make a pick and maybe take it down to the house. We don't know. But um, I think pressure, pressure, pressure is probably one of the keys to fit today in terms of the defense in this game. Completely different compared to steaming for Green Bay, where it's more uh, defending the pass. Mm-hmm. Like, because they had a much more stellar O-line, I think. Yeah. I think, yes, I think, I think we've just seen it. A DM from Nick Soundway, so I think we're going to roll. Yeah, I got, yeah, I got some come up here at four. I got to kind of step out, get a little, yeah, just got a little inbox and whatnot. So sorry, I have to sorry, I have to leave a little early, guys. Y'all know I love rocking with y'all, but I had some pop up. Uh, a la, I got to step up and go to the shop real quick. Sorry. No, <laughs> well, 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 thank you, but give us your give us your scoreline before you go. Yeah, give us your scoreline, dude. <sighs> Vikings twenty-seven, Cowboys twenty. Oh. I told you, hey, I look, look, I'm telling y'all, I'm out. I look, look, I have to protect my heart at this point, okay, fellas. I can't, I can't do it no more. After this Green Bay game and what happened, I'm just like, man, show me, show me, because I don't, I don't think it is. And look, and I think, and, and very quickly, this is the most pivotal game of this season for them. This is the fork in the road moment here, because if you go back from 2016 till 21, what have they done the Sunday before Thanksgiving? They've mirrored it. If they've won, they've won. If they lost, they lost. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen here, but boy, yeah. you take two L's here. That's five losses within the conference. You're sitting at six and five. I'm not saying your season's over, but boy, the the road to the playoffs is very it's very dark. slim. Right? Yeah, it's it's very slim. So to me, this is very pivotal for them. They have to. They have to win this game. To me, in my opinion to get things kick-started and wash it away. But until they show me they can stop the run, guys, and they haven't been able to do it, and they got Dalvin Cook and them cats up there, I'm now on the of the mindscape of, man, you got to show me. So I'm going 27-20, um, 27-20 Vikings. Joe, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Joe. I see he says, say what? <laughs> I'm sorry, Joe. I don't want to. I don't want to. But they, got me, they can't hurt me no more. I picked him in my pick and league to win, though, for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Fellas, I always love coming over here rocking with y'all. I'm so, once again, uh, my humble apologies for him to get up out of here a little too soon. No, no problem. Dude. Well, anyway, no, next well, what I'll do is next, I'll definitely be in touch anyway with regards to in a couple of weeks' time. We'll try and meet up, get, get, get some food together, get some beers together, and finally Absolutely. meet up person. Absolutely. It's going to be a great time, guys. I can't wait. Safe, as always, and, and kill the rest of the show. I know y'all will anyways. Love the content on this side. Cheers, bro. Thanks. All the best, man. Cool. Uh, that, is yeah, next. Like that, is, that is next, everybody. Or be sure to go and give him a wee follow at your underscore guy underscore next. Be sure to go and check him out on Pack Six Sports as well. So, him and Spoonie, Professor O, they all do some amazing stuff as well. They go in a really deep and analytic style of the this discussion of when it comes to Dallas Cowboys, and they do a really good job. So, go and check them out. Definitely. So I think, yeah, before before we get into some fun and we lighten the mood up, let's see, since we asked Nick's um, his prediction, join in at home, everybody, get your predictions in. So come on, guys. Yeah. Let's go so... around the table. What's your score prediction for this weekend? I, I've got mine, so I'll, I'll chuck mine in right quick and then we'll get into you guys because you guys are going on. Um, 34 10 to the Vikings I'm going this week. 34 10? My goodness. Are, mm. we all, are we all going for L's today? Jeez. I'm. Oh, I'll, I'll be di- I'll be different. I'll go 23-21 Cowboys. See, that's I, not it's not far off what I was kind of thinking, Lauren. If I'm being perfectly honest, I think it may be an even lower scheme and lower score than that. I think it's hmm. going to be Cowboys sixteen, Vikings thirteen. Yeah, we're going we're going to have to rely on. Great money, Maha. I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yep, yep, yep. So, we've got some comments in the show already. So, Joe from Italy, Borisera, uh, he's waiting for Dallas Fair in Minnesota 21. That's quite a respectable scoreline, uh, one, one possession score. And a uh, Labaski, he's kind of went for. Uh, since Dream's not here, I have to guess to be the boss of one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad for Graham because he gets pure mocked by Lavasti every week now, and he's not been here for weeks. Oh, yeah. and it, I'm, uh, I'm, te- I'm telling you, Lavasti, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell Graham that you hurt his feelings, man. <laughs> I tell you, I've said, said this for weeks. I, I think Lavasti's really Graham. I, I've just got this feeling. <laughs> so, 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 anyway, but Labasti's win 27 24 Cowboys, yeah. obviously, like a field goal position win. So, um, sadly, and, Graham's and, still, and, and, still very positive, you know, he's still got two lines showing up on his test. So, is it? Yeah, yeah. How, many, how many, how long has that been? Jeez, oh, just to the just to the weekend, he tested positive uh, again. So. Uh, right. Well, anyway, James, shall, sh- shall we move on to the Fantasy Lounge? Yeah, we'll say, we, uh, do we do that? Or, do, or should we do a some bills first? And then we'll no, no, we'll, we'll, do that, we'll do that at the very end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right, guys. Right. right so, so let's play. Everybody loves this. Everybody, loves this. everybody gets it involved and has a bit of a laugh. So, yeah, the Fantasy Lounge. So, people have never watched it before. Yeah, we. Um, Go through what the uh, certain players are predicted for this week in fantasy football. If you think it's going to be more 
if I'm getting it right, it's boy or boy. And if you're going to get less, it's all boy. If you, see, if, you, if you see higher or lower as well, wherever yeah, you prefer. Yeah. But obviously, so, you can see you can see you can see split or even, and it's yeah. a one one point difference, lower or higher between that. So, yeah. say the prediction is fifteen fantasy points, and you say split or even, then you can either within sixteen or so within fourteen and sixteen points. That's your even split. So it's one point from your main actual prediction. So, so what we'll do is we'll do three from the Cowboys, we'll do three from the, the Vikings. So yeah, we'll, so, we'll, so we'll have to get we'll have to get Nixon. We'll have to we'll have to email Nixon and get his uh, prediction as soon as he's top. Yeah, of, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll send Nixon a little message yeah. later on. So as so, you can see, do you, do you want me do you want me to take over this, Jimmy? Actually, do you want me to kind of if you want? Yeah. Um. So as you can see, guys, in the board, um, Dak Prescott is currently going for twenty point five points. For this game against the Vikings, what do you think, guys? Uh... Oh, Sorry, before we move on, I need to bring up this comment from Joe. I'd sell my grandma before I pick up my uh, pick against the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an absolute Gino DeCampo comment. Oh, brilliant. Uh, so Joe has went higher. Um, what are we thinking, Jamie? Lower. I, I went for the Cowboys scoring 10 points, so I, I'm gonna have to go lower. We're going lower, okay. I'm I want to say higher. I think, I think he's gonna have a bounce back game this week. Based on my prediction, it's kind of Obviously, I'm going to have to go lower. So I am. I'm going to see split actually. So it could be 19.5. You can still put up some good points in that game and a lot of yardage, but you might might not put the points on the end zone. So that could actually might work out kind of in that region. So I'm saying even. And uh, Labarski has also went for split even. So we're, we're we've got a nice bit even spread here actually. But, we don't like fence as boys. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So, so next on the list, and I think this could be one of the big ones, is CD Lamb for seventeen point two points. Now, bear in mind that the a, the Vikings are ranked 29th in the past defense. So, and they're playing a rookie cornerback in this game. So, could be a big game for CD. And in fact, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I am going to change my prediction a little bit more. I'm going to make it Cowboys 24, Vikings 13. 24, 13. Okay. So I'm changing my score. Right. So CD Lamb 17.2. Go on, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go higher. I think he I think he's I'm gonna be positive. This this defense can give up the yardage. I think, hopefully, um, CD Lamb builds on last week. So yeah, let's go higher. Yep, Joe has went higher as well. Um, Jimmy, what do you think? I'm I'm going to go lower, but only because I think the Cowboys will probably spread the ball out a little bit more amongst the receivers, just with well, how good their defense is. I mean. When you take out the fourth quarter, I'm just trying to put this in perspective. When you even take away that fourth quarter diabolical and overtime, 
CD Lamb was already like 110 yards or something like that and already had a touchdown. So that's 17 points already. So I don't, and in fact, actually, Labarsic kind of beat me to that comment, actually. So 110 and a touchdown seems about right for him. So he's kind of went split. So I don't know if that might change your decision a little bit. I don't know if I'm playing dev, devil's advocate for a few here, Jamie. When you break it down that way, yeah, it's... Remember, so it's... remember also we play, we're play. we using half PPR as well here, so you're going to have a couple of catches as well. So, mm-hmm. Do you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll go higher, do you know what I mean? I'll, I'll put... I'll find it to positivity yeah. on my side this week. Yeah, I'm, de- I'm definitely going higher in that account. Okay, so next on the list, Ezekiel Elliott, 10.7 points. Obviously, bear in mind, he's still questionable. We don't know if he is going to play, but if he was to play, they predicted him to score 10.7. So that could be like 47 yards and a touchdown, as an example, or, you know, so, uh, yeah. And, oh, sorry, Labas, he's changed his answer. He's like, oh, shoot, PPR, he's going higher. So he's changed his answer. Yeah. Um, but in terms of uh, in terms of Lamb there, so but in terms of CD Lamb, ten point seven, and we'll start with Jimmy. I'm probably gonna, I've, I've just took my car use for doing it. I'm, I'm going to sit on fence and I'm going to split. It. I just think, what is it three or is it three games in fifteen days for the Cowboys? I'm going back off this injury. I don't think the Cowboys are going to give this week, so I think it's just around about right. Ten point seven. So you're going to split. So that could be 9.7 or 11.7. So that's your range. So, okay. Um, Lauren? I think he gets I think he gets a touchdown and uh, 50, 60 yards. So, so higher. I, no, I'll just go a little bit higher. I don't, uh, uh, slightly more than a split. I am actually going to go lower, to be honest, because of their how the Vikings run defense is. That's based on my um, opinion on how, especially after watching how they played against Buffalo. So I'm kind of sold in that idea that this is probably one of the underestimated run defense we're going to be up against. So I am going to say lower. Okay. Um, next we have Dalton Schultz, 10.3 points. Um, higher or lower? And back to you, Lauren. Oh, sorry. Before, oh, oh, sorry. Before we do that, I'll bring on uh, everybody else. Who just uh, Joe has went lower thanks to Kellen Moore. Ouch, burn. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and Labaski's with you. He ran about sixty in a touchdown. So Labaski's kind of saying higher. Uh, take that higher. So yeah. So he's just confirmed yep. that. So anyway, uh, but sorry. Back to Dalton Schultz. Ten point. Uh, God, what was it again? Ten point. 10.3. Well, it does. It's certainly because Dak's on the field. He, he, you know, Dak is using them more, a hell of a lot more than Cooper Rush was in that Bengals game. Um, I, I'm going to go slightly lower on that one. I, you know, I don't think we, we haven't seen that anywhere close to a hundred yards off him. Um, and I think when it come when it comes to using them within inside the red zone at the moment, I think we're we're going to the other tight ends at the moment. So um yeah, I'll go slightly lower. Jamie? Lower. I think um 
uh, rookie tandem tight ends are um, going to see probably more ball between the shorts. Yeah. Well, I'm saying lower because I am all about the Jake Ferguson train. Yes, that's, I'm on that's, the same so that's where that's where that's where my head's at. I'm I am loving Jake Ferguson. I hope he just develops and develops as a cowboy. And uh, from the comments section, we've got Joe. He's went higher, and we've got Labarsky going lower with no TD. And you're getting a big compliment today, my friend. Man, Lauren <laughs> and I are in sync today. So there we go. Uh, so next one on the list is the Dallas Cowboys defense with six point eight. Now, this is going to be a tough one, I think. A tough yeah. one to really because obviously, if you can shut out a team, then the points are going to stack high. If you score or pick sixes, it's going to contribute to those points. I don't, I think there's going to be games where I think this game where there's potential pick sixes because if we can pressurize Kirk Cousins. So I'll go first on this one. So I think it's going to be split, to be perfectly honest with you. I think it's going to be a slut. Yeah, um, I'm going to go. I'm going to err on the side of caution and split as well because I mean, obviously this has the potential that Phelan and Jefferson come on come on in this game, and we don't get to uh, Kirk Cousins, then you know it has potential to be bad, but. Um, I think it, I think we can do enough to get in Kirk Cousins' face, get him rattled. So, yeah, I'm going six point eight. That's fine. Yeah, so, I'll, but, I'll but don't forget that. But don't forget that I can jump to seven point eight as well. So, yeah, yeah, you do have you do have your leverage. So that's what I'm kind of thinking as well. So, um, so yeah, so so Labastri's went higher and Joe's went higher. A couple of turnovers and some pressure that will still add. To the points, but if if I can score points, then obviously that will deduct that right back down again. So there's there's that to consider as well. So that's yeah. the, that, that's the, that's always the tricky part when you're trying to uh, predict higher or lower for defense because that can always jump up and down very drastically. So, um, but to, oh, and uh, oh, yep, yeah, yeah. I just saw the comment and the boss just says, "I'll see it till it happens." Turpin TD, yes, it, it's going to happen at some point this season. He's going to get a run and touchdown. It has to happen at some point this season. The kid deserves it. It really does. Um, Jamie, I didn't even ask you what your prediction was. Sorry. Um, a Cowboys defense, 6.8. I'm going to go lower. I just think the Cowboys are going to get burned for a crap load of yards. Yeah, I'm full of... Full of doom and gloom tonight, but I just think I think this is probably the best offense we're going to face all season. Um, um, and and you speak for yourself, though. They just when they're on it, they're on it. And I, it's if now if it, if it were AT and T Stadium, I, I would probably be like, you know what? I think this crowd would get behind, and we you probably say higher. I think because it's it's out there. Weather's a bit drastic. I know it's indoor, but you know, I mean, it's still going to play a little. It's some stuff like that. I just, yeah, and they're, they're just on it at the minute. So, yeah, don't shoot the messenger, but yeah, it's going to go. There we go. I thought I just kind of shared this up. So, I don't know if you may have just noticed that, Jamie, but your last prediction actually spells out hell. <laughs> well, that's the story of the Cowboys for you, isn't it, really? To be fair, put through every bloody way. Right. So, now, so with that now being said, let's now move on to the 
let me see the Vikings. So let me get their fantasy points up just now. So uh, Kirk Cousins, 18.4 fantasy points, higher or lower? And we'll start with Jamie. Higher. Okay. Higher. Just going to leave it at that. I'm not even going to say anything else. Okay. Um, Lauren? I'm going to... I'll go even on that. If we're if we're giving up, um, or or if he's given up uh, interceptions, um, and still scoring touchdowns as well, you know, as my game prediction would uh, suggest, um, yeah, I'm I'm going. It's a it's a, a split on that one. All right, and I will go lower on that one. Uh, I think he's going to be like a fifth. I think he's going to be f- between 15 and 16 points. So that's where I'm kind of at with that. And with the comments, uh, let me see here. I'm just trying to catch up. So come on, guys, show some confidence in our defense. No, I do have. Co- sorry, sorry, Joe. We do have comments in their defense, but I'm just kind of saying, like, if Cousins was to score points, it does bring the points back down again. So I, I do have confidence in it. I just think. When you look at how our fantasy teams, there's some great defenses, but they're maybe averaging eight points a game. And that depends as with teams putting points on the board still. So that's where I'm kind of at with that. So it's no dig to uh, the defense. Um, so it says we'll be picked by the Cowboys to get demolished. Oh, God. <laughs> that's talking about your hell comment there. And uh, Joe's, mm-hmm. went, Joe's went lower for Kurt Cousins. I agree with that one. And the Barstreet's went split. All right, cool. Uh, next can, one. Can somebody oh. just tell Kirk Cousins that um, America's game of the week on Fox, obviously, which is the game that we're playing, is is the equivalent of prime time? Because then that will work in our favour as well. You know what he's like in prime time. I forgot about that. I'm trying to share yeah. Okay, so next one. Dalvin Cook, 15.8 points. Uh, higher or lower? And Jimmy? I'm going to go lower on this one. Um, just, with, just with me say that because he's going to get more, I think they're going to probably be a bit more of an area threat this week. So do you think our run defense are actually going to be a bit more um, a more formidable in terms of stopping the run? Yeah, definitely. Like I said, right. it's all right, okay. I like it. Last week, might have been a bit of a fluke. You know, I mean, see, it's, that, that was the Packers. That, you know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers could play with. All right. No, uh, the team can probably still be as. Okay. But, uh, hey, Lauren? I, I'm going to go higher, I'm afraid. I, I still think because our corners aren't willing to come up and be that force on the edge, I think people, teams are going to keep testing us on that edge as well. So if they can get outside, I think, you know, this defense is going to give up yardage again. Um, We've actually got two evens here, and we're going to make that a third even, because I am going evens on that as well. Because bear in mind, it could be 14 points, it could be 16 points. uh, Sorry, 14.8 or 16.8. I find that's kind of... I've quite a fair score to kind of assess Dalvin Cook. Uh, but with that being said, Justin Jefferson, 20.5 points. 
Uh, I don't know where to start with this one. Um, Lauren, hit me with this one. I'm going to go lower on this. I think if if he's playing, then you know, I think I think Diggs will be up against him. Yeah, and the pressure Diggs, is key. The pressure is yep. key. Yeah, I think Diggs, Diggs has managed to keep him in check the last couple of years. So yeah, yeah, um, like yeah, I'm going lower on that one. Okay, Jamie. I'm going, to, I'm going to say split. I think for him to get that amount of points, Cousins has got to have a a decent day as well. Otherwise, and I I said he was going to probably get a little bit higher. So yeah, I, I think that's a split for for Jefferson. Yep, I am definitely going lower on this one. Um, I'm just going based on the articles and the statistics, based on how they've been ranked stuff like that. So they're the past uh, like. Like in terms of whatever and that, I just and like you're saying there, Lauren, I think Diggs has pretty much Jefferson's back pocket in a way. I think this could be a comeback game, and also if we can just keep the pressure on Kirk Cousins, that opens up to more mistakes as well. So I'm kind of on that train. I think in terms of our success on the defense, it's going to be coming from putting the pressure on Kirk Cousins and him making mistakes. So I think that will be the game winner for that. So I'm saying lower. Um, and on the guys in the comments, Joe has went hell no lower, and obviously, and Labarsi's went lower as well. All right, uh, TJ Hawkinson, 12.6 points. And bear in mind, he's not he, he, even though he's featured, I think he just had his first game just last week there. And I don't know, I can't remember what his actual stats were, but uh. I don't think he was really featured that much. He did get involved, but he didn't really make a massive impact, I don't believe. So I think this could be a different game this week. I'm I think I'm gonna go even. I think in the last obviously it's been two games he's played for them since since getting traded from Detroit. Is it two um, games? I do apologize. I do apologize. Yeah, and I think he's caught something like sixteen passes in those two games. Um, yeah, I'll just double check. Um, stats. Let me just check. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. Yep, six. Yeah, sixteen. I'm gonna say split right. on. I'm gonna, what? I'm gonna split on that one. Okay, so split. So as of right now, with the two games with sixteen catches, with 115 yards in total between those two games. He's not yet to score the touchdown, so you're averaging oh, 57.5 yards a game. So with that being said, I'm kind of just going to go based on the pure statistic point because we don't know too much with him being in this new system to what he was like with Detroit, so I'm going to say lower for... Um, so let me just update my... So, Jamie, you said lower, no. didn't you? Yeah. Lower. Lauren, you said even? Yeah. I said even. I think uh, I think Jaron Curse hasn't been the same sort of tight end killer he has been the last couple of years, uh, or was last year. Um, I think Hawkinson gave us issues when he was playing for Detroit. I think he got four balls for about eighty yards um, when he was on the Detroit game, mm-hmm. and you know this is this is a a better offense if we don't get to Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, or even if we do get to Kirk Cousins, I mean, I think this is going to be 
well, you know, he'll be he'll be focusing on it, looking for an outlet, and I think Hawkinson is slowly developing that rapport with him. That um, you know, he he's almost the 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 safety blanket for him. Yeah, that's a fair point. So uh, before we move on to the final one, and then we can start paying off the bills. Uh, Joe has went and said lower, and Labarski has said lower. We keep the tight ends in check. All right, and finally. The last one's law is the def- Vikings defense at 6.4 points. So bear in mind, if you say split, you, you're moving up to 7.4 or lower, the lowest point is 5.4. So you're in between that two, that one point region of h- higher and negative, like positive and negative. So we'll start with Jamie. Um, I'm going to go higher. Sorry, say that again? I'm going to go higher. I think they... Um... Gonna get a couple of picks this weekend. I just, yeah, Dak doesn't have any confidence at this minute. I don't think he's been great since he's come back. All right, uh, Lauren. I th- I think we're going to work on ball control this week. I don't think we're going to give over turnovers. Um, I don't, th- you know, our offensive line isn't giving up too many pressures or too many sacks. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm going to go even again. No, I, I, I just think it's it's going to be one of those games where we're, you know, every, everything's there or thereabouts. So, yeah. And finally, for myself, I am on agreement with you, Lauren. I am going to say even. And with that being said, the last two from the comments, Joe has went lower and Labarsi's went split to the low end. So we're, we're kind of. We're, we're we're not too far away from everyone in terms of like even even though the boards are kind of suggestive of voice, but we're we're kind of thinking the same, but just ever slightly so subtle differences in this. So, um, yeah. but but yes, that is our fantasy lounge this week. We'll obviously, we'll get Nix's input. I will send him a message and get his thoughts on it to send us a this type of format, and we'll update our fantasy stores for next week. Um. But yeah, um, Jamie, um, I'll leave it back over to you. Yeah, so I think you say we pay the bills. So should we go with the um, the content providers first? Would you guys want to take it away? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take that one on. So, um, I'll bring it up. Do you want me to get it for you? Yeah, go on. <laughs> All right, it is right here. Uh, oh, it's the wrong one. Here we go. So yeah, guys, check out all these guys on the Ring of Honor. You know, obviously the Cowboys' own podcast, talking Cowboys, hanging with the boys, vlogging the boys. Um, ch- check out KT's fun tweets, Pick Six Sports, Skywalker Steel. Um, all of these guys are really worth a listen to. Um, you know, just. I, I check them out every week. I mean, I'm literally, I'm listening to about eight or nine hours worth of podcasts at double speed now, um, you know, and it's just helping me build up my understanding of what's going on both within the organization, what other people are thinking about the, org- the, the games as well. So I recommend you check these guys out. And obviously Law Nation as well, they've got a tie in with our main sponsor. So 
Yep. And with that, with our with that our main sponsor, be sure oh that's our travel package to apologize. It's a uh, be sure to go and check out Cowboys Experience for the ultimate meet and greet stadium tour game t- for game tickets and tailgating experiences and much more. Get to meet players like some Micah Parsons, Jane Overcheck, Lincoln Coleman there, as you can see there, looking all pretty with the Cowboys XP sign there. Also players like a uh, Hall of Famer Drew Pearson, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, and many, many more. And guys, when I say go with Cowboys experience, you are literally are getting the best experience you're ever going to be as a Cowboys fan traveling overseas. Me and Jamie have used them numerous times over the over the years, and honestly, they do treat you like absolute royalty. But with that being said, if you use the discount code UK Cowboys, guys, what do you get? You get free stuff. You get free stuff. <laughs> yep. You sure do, and also, and uh, with that, with that, but being our Ben's with Cowboys experience being our sponsor, we do have a travel package for next year, which includes game tickets, tours, and meet and greets, and much more, and further other things. So be sure to go and visit our Facebook group for more further details, or contact Cowboys Experience directly and let them know where you came from, which is obviously from the UK Cowboys fans, and they will give you the full details of what is to come for next year. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think we're pretty much wrapped up. So just I think the last couple of things just to chuck out there. Remember, guys, that the game this week is at nine twenty-five. It is on Sky Sports uh, this side of the pond. So sadly for you guys that and girls that are um, subscribers to NFL Game Pass, it's going to be blacked out. So chuck, chuck, uh, tune in to us on the Facebook group. And Twitter for yep, yeah, 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 we will have the live Twitter space as well, I believe. Yeah, so yep, so join us on Twitter during the game and stuff, uh, pre game, half time, and stuff like that. So be sure to go and check us out on Twitter. And uh, but yeah, um, and if, if you really, if you really want, if you're not a Sky subscriber and you really want to watch the game. Try something like Now TV and get one of the the one day game passes. Um, you know, I think it's seven ninety nine. Uh, you know, obviously you get twenty four hours of watching sport, so um, you can watch your both uh, NFL the six o'clock and the nine twenty five games, um, or and even have the red zone as well. Or find a sports bar that does have Sky Sports and you can watch the game there. There yep. you go. One of the last ones before we tune off is um, just a reminder from Mike, with it being a quick turnaround next week, is the show. We think we're right in thinking this. We have both read right. We're going to combine the, the pre game and the post game show on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. He's dropping at the bit and he's loving it. There's a yeah. lot of guests coming on. To be yeah. I know who the guest is and I'm not going to tell. <laughs> if it's, it, oh, if he's mentioned a couple of names, or oh, he's mentioned one definite name, and he's mentioned a couple of other names, maybe. if they come off, it's yes. definitely worth tuning in. Yeah, so guys, we're not going to be on Tuesday, it's going to be Wednesday, and it's going to be yeah. a combined post-game and pre-game show for, obviously, Thanksgiving, and we're going to have our sponsors, Barry Griffith, coming onto the show, along with some special guests as well, yeah. so it's one you do not want to miss, so... And then before we, before I turn it over to these two guys, just uh, Mike, your seat is safe in the hosting chair. 
Um, thank you to Nick for coming on for you guys at home for um, tuning in, giving you your, giving you your feedback and your comments, and to to Lauren and Paul for um, helping me look half decent tonight. <laughs> Obviously, you guys. Yeah, guys. Uh, we'll see you Wednesday, and hopefully, we will get this Cowboys victory, and we're not done in the slumps. But the season's not over, folks. It's not over. Yep. Yeah. Let's let's go, Cowboys. Let's rebound, build up for the you know the run into the end of the season, and everything's going to be rosy on Wednesday night. All right, guys. Have a good one. <laughs>